Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, you have tuned into episode 25 of Star Wars Archives, the Utini Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 43 Star Wars books and I own 23 of them. And I'm Trev, keeper of the timeline pages over at utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media and own over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. So for anyone joining us for the first time, this is a largely unscripted show where once we've decided on each episode's topic, Jose will do whatever research he needs, I'll do as little research as possible, and we can talk about anything Star Wars. Legends, canon, books, comics, TV, video games, even miscellaneous newspaper clippings, and hopefully keep you both entertained and informed over the next hour. And today we are talking huts. I mean... I mean, we're, we're, we're not huts that are talking. We are still the humans, Jose and Trev. We just happen to be talking about huts today. I don't really think that I needed to clarify this. But, you know, just in case anyone was uh, concerned out there, it's still well, us. you never it's, know. No, you never know. So still human Jose, still human Trev, not Jose the hut and Trev the hut. Um, I mean, lockdown has not been kind to us, but... You know, that would I mean, just be getting personal. Speak for yourself. I think it's been very kind for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am blonde now, after all. Um, anyways, yes, we are talking about huts today. And uh, I don't know, and whatever crazy, uh, obscure things Trev can come up or bring up about huts. Because I imagine that there's a lot of stuff out there. Since there's they don't a lot. particularly show a lot about their history within what, you know, the movies and such, right? Uh, no, you have to. You you really have to go into a lot of um, reference books to find out a lot about them. All right. Well, before we do get started, let's just uh, you know do our little thing here where we say that you know this show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us uh, either through Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. If you'd like to help us out as well. You could uh, just go to jatini.com slash merch to get some Star Wars-inspired merch. Um, or also go to patreon.com slash utini, and you can become a member. Um, and not only do you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you also get a bunch of other utini member exclusives. There. That's it. Okay. Okay. I'm done. Now, <laughs> Trev. Yes. Give me your hot, hot takes. Or hot, hot takes. Or... Okay. Something, whichever hot, order. Hot hut takes. Hot, hot. Okay, so we're we're going to talk about three. And different... which one is the hottest hut? So give me the hot <laughs> hut. I'm not, I'm not sure there is such a thing as a hot hut, but 
to each I, their own. I mean, uh, a hut would think a hut is hut hot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what if it's also very hot there? A hot hut hut. I mean, Jabba does sweat a lot. Yeah. So and Tatooine he, is warm. So he is a hot hut. He is a hot hut. Yeah, yes, but he's not a hot hot hut. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna. <laughs> Break, we're breaking this episode down into three sections. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the biology of huts. Hut biology. The history. Hut, hut biology. Hut biology. Yes. Hut history. Hut like as I like to call it. <laughs> hut story. And then we're going to talk about famous huts. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the what, the famous, when, and the who. Famous huts. I don't, have, I don't have a pun for that yet. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe by the time we get to that section... I can come up with that. Okay, well, you've got some time. We're gonna, we're going to end on that. Okay. So let let's talk about hut biology then. Hut biology slugs. Essentially, yeah, they're big slugs, aren't they? Okay. Um, are are they okay with sand? I mean, with salt. Uh, yes, I'm going to go with yes. They're okay with salt. They've got very very thick skin. Mm-hmm. That's even impervious to most blaster fire. Ooh. It's really tough. It's really really tough. Um. They also live a long time, up to like a thousand years. I mean, Jabba was, I think, 672 yes. in Return of the Jedi. Yes, he was in um, the 600s. They have no skeleton. What? They, well, I yep, guess if they they're don't slugs. Ha- they just have like these bony mantles that go around their head that sort of give the impression of a skull. So no no skeleton. No skeleton. Um I mean, it makes sense. And the interesting, one interesting thing here. So, before the episode started, me and Jose were talking about this, and he mentioned the fact that he'd forgotten there was female huts in the Clone Wars. Yeah. There is no such thing as a male or female hut. Huts are hermaphrodites. They contain both male and female reproductive organs, and they change their sex in order to bear offspring. I believe that's a legends thing. In canon, yes. they have. I think Pablo Hidalgo has made it that uh, now they are single sex. Oh, has he really? Huts. This mm-hmm. this is information that has passed me by. There you go. See, I do. I do do some research about hut huts. <laughs> well, yes. I, I do do research, and and obviously hut. I don't, as it shows. You do a little. You do your research. <laughs> I, I write some notes. Yeah, but <laughs> that's part of the whole but, intro. <laughs> you but say that, this that passed me by. Where, where did he? When did he say this? Oh, now you're asking I, me too much. I only know that he's that this was somewhere. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed by this change in hut biology. Let me see if I... I mean, keep going, and I'll, I'll okay. let you know exactly where it is uh, as soon as well, I find it. Well, back when they were hermaphrodites. So, <laughs> maybe, so maybe legends huts. So when they gave birth, they used to store their young in a pouch, like kangaroos. Mm-hmm. And they'd stay in this little pouch for like the first 50 years of their life. So you'd have these huts going around with these little hutlings or hutlets. Oh, are, they, do they, yes. are they born out of eggs or not? Because this is a question I had. I don't believe so, no. So they are born live, like like mammals. Yes. yes. Okay. That was keep do, going. Does, keep going. Do slugs lay eggs? They, How do slugs reproduce? I mean, I believe that they lay eggs. Only, <laughs> oh, is it only mammals? I mean, no, okay. neither one of us thought to include slugs in our research. Biologists that listen to this, <laughs> please send us a note about how slugs reproduce, because that seems to be an important matter. 
Um, to clarify I'm my cons- my statement before, so the the so uh, yes, Pablo Hidalgo revealed at Celebration Anaheim that huts in canon, unlike in the Star Wars Legends continuity, each had a single gender. Okay. So I guess it's not written anywhere. He just said it. That, um, that is information to me. Yes. So there you go. Okay. I'm sure we do have a biologist in our Discord and in our patron. There you go. Wherever does this? Isn't, isn't um, Camilla, isn't she a biologist? She can tell us about slugs, surely. Sure. I know she... <laughs> <laughs> Someone can. And someone can look it up online, too, as they're listening to this. And Because we're not doing it at the moment. We're supposed to be talking about huts. Yes, so, we are. See, I would also be okay if they don't lay eggs. They just, like, I mean, because we do see a little baby uh, a hut in the movie, the Clone Wars movie, right? Yes, so, Jabba's son. Yes. So, I mean, I'd be fine if it's... I mean, my, my whole speculation there was that a hut just sort of, like, is... They just kind of like baby hut. It's just like the 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 last sliver of their tail just sort of like cuts off, and then then you get a baby hut. Because, <laughs> um, so what happens is that they, all that slime that they have, right? So when they have all these like slaves, and then when one of these like Twi'leks like that are dancing around touches Java, Java can like absorb the DNA contents of that Twi'lek, and then. That the slime with that DNA content just like slides down their whole body and then just like forms like a ring around the tip of his tail and then cuts it off and then that tail then becomes a new baby hut. Is is this a concept that you have genuinely given some thought to? I, I mean, I think I explained <laughs> it pretty well right now, so yes, I have given some thought to this. <laughs> Is this a new change to canon I don't know about? This is uh, this is Jose canon. Because <laughs> I still haven't seen a uh, baby hut in a pouch or a baby hut in an egg. So This is true. So they can come from tales in your head come from tales, yes. <laughs> but in actual Legends continuity, um, or whatever actual written material, Trev, okay, pouches, keep going, please. Yes, pouches. Um... And then I just want to talk about uh, naming conventions. Mm -hmm. So, again, this may have changed in canon. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, So Jabba has three names. Mm -hmm. So he's Jabba... I knew I was going to struggle pronouncing this. Jabba Delis... I should have practiced this. (laughs) Desilijik Tyr. Jabba Desilijik Tyr. Mm -hmm. So he's got his first name. He's part of a Desilijik clan. Yes. So that becomes his middle name. Mm-hmm. And then the third name. Now, I haven't seen that many third names in canon or legends. Sometimes they'll just have names like so-and-so, the worthy. Um, but back in the old Western Games game guides, they said that the third name is a form of honorary title conveying an importance which is only known to the rest of the huts. Interesting. So what is it? We don't know. Oh, we don't know. We just know. No. We just know that he has Um, one. Yes. Oh. Um, But they also don't... Huts normally only give their first names. That's why it's Jabba the Hut. Yeah. And rather than... Rather than giving away their clan name, because it can expose the rest of their clan to danger. So if you know someone's of the same clan as your enemy, you could have some leverage on them. Yeah. 
So yeah, and Hut. Um, I know that Hut wasn't originally going to be the species name either. No, there's a, there's a whole thing. I wondered if we were going to talk about this. There's a whole thing where Jabba the Hut first turns up in Marvel Comics, and that's Hut with one T. Oh, really? And he's a he's a humanoid. He's mm-hmm. a Nimbanel, I believe the species is. Uh, and he's after Han for because he's got this bounty on him. Yeah. But they eventually retcon that into being, I think his name turned out to be Mozep. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he was just filling in for Jabba whilst claiming the name Jabba. Yeah, no, I, I, there's a, in the um, 1997 Star Wars trilogy special edition, uh, George Lucas had uh, mentioned that the word hut was going to be Java Desilogic, Desilogic, is it? Yeah, Desilogic, Tiora's gangster title, but oh, it was okay. eventually changed to indicate his species. Um, something, uh, another kind of like fun bit is that um, when it was uh, translated into other languages, like in Italian, for example, it was translated to st- still sound like Java the Hut. But when you translate Java the Hut, so it's like D E apostrophe Hut in Italian, that actually translates yeah. back to Java of Hut. So there's also a little bit of like a weird thing in there when you when it was translated into other languages um, back in the day. So he's not he's not Java the Hut species in other he's languages. Java of the Hut. Yes. So well, I mean that still makes it. It still kind of works. It, yeah, it still yeah. kind of works. But it's like it another, another little bit of, you know, so sometimes when, when you translate names, like that kind of thing happens. But um, it probably works better than making out like the, he is the only hut. Right, right. Well, I mean, he he was the only hut in Tatooine, was he? No. No. No, you had Gardula. Oh, but he was the only hut in in the movies. <laughs> He was the only hut in the original trilogy, yes. Yes, yes. Well, yes, in the original. I mean, he were there huts in... There were no huts in the sequel trilogy, were they? No. No, uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. So, do you have any... What else do we know about their biology? Besides that, all the that's random all I've stuff got on that biology. I have brought up. You know, they're, they're a very... They're a very uh, discreet, probably, the wrong word. Clandestine species. They mm-hmm. don't, You know, they don't want people to know much about them their entire civilization is kind of a bit closed in yeah i'm gonna go with that as an excuse are they all gangsters or yes but they didn't always used to be okay is that was is that part of our next section it is so we're we're gonna talk about hutstery hutstery yes (laughs) okay let's let's move on to hutstery so we are gonna go back to twenty five thousand years before Star Wars, before the original trilogy. Okay. So, the first Hut's first sort of notable influence on galactic history um, was when there's there's a whole legend of uh, the guy called Zim the Despot. Mm-hmm. So he's basically a massive conqueror. He uh, Zim ruled hundred Zim Z I M X I M. Maybe it's Jim. Gym. Like like Gizor. Maybe I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Caesar. Let's go with Gym. Jim's Jim. probably right. Yeah, sure. Um, it's Jim. B- 
But he was basically from a Tion cluster and he'd ruled hundreds of thousands of worlds that he'd conquered in a relatively short period of time. And he was obsessed with taking over the Hutt Empire. Mm -hmm. um, so even back 25,000 years ago, you know, the Hutt Empire was established. So they had, you know, all these systems under their control as well. And But they're so they... slow. They're slugs. How can they take over <laughs> things? Well, we're going to get on to that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> but a, a, a particularly... Uh, three particularly grueling battles basically mm. saw Jim's rule brought to an end and he ended up dying as a slave of the hut. So you have this massive conqueror, hundreds of thousands of words under his control and the huts beat him. Mm. Um, so, but Jim, Jim in itself, there's so much material about Jim and the history around his, his rule and his um, tyranny without ever actually appearing in a book. So Jimmy the ruler versus Jimmy the slave. Okay. Yeah. But he was mentioned like once in one of the hand, uh, Brian Daly Han Solo books, just as, you know, a, a curse phrase. And since then, you capture the imagination of loads of authors and all these reference books and stuff and hmm. online stuff have all kind of built up this whole story around him. Um, that'd be a really interesting one to do an episode on one day. Just some uh, real obscure Jimmy. Star Wars history. Yes. Um, but yeah, so 25,000 years, BBY, the Hutt Empire, extremely powerful, um, possibly the third great power in the galaxy behind the Republic. And the Republic's still fairly young at this age. Wow. Um, and Jim's Teon cluster. But they're a warlike species. They're mm -hmm. not the, the gangsters that we see in modern times. Okay. They're bent on conquering the galaxy around them, invading, pillaging. They wear mighty suits of armor. They use wheels and treads and legs to get around. So they're a lot different from what we see these days. Um, there are some other examples. So in the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy in Legends, you see the shell huts. So those huts live in, you could call it armor, but it's more like big metal cylinders where only their face is exposed. And they have these mechanical arms and they travel on repulsor lifts. Uh, you see... Gracchus in the Poe Dameron comics mm -hmm. he, he's got a big uh, set of eight legs to get around and you also see it in the recent High Republic series where you actually see these huts on the war field fighting, against, fighting alongside Jedi against the Drengir oh yeah because I mean one of them was uh, there was like carcass right that um, that was found and there was a Drengir inside of it or something like that yeah I forget that was in, what was that? That was in Out of the of, Shadows, right? There's a couple of great um, splash pages in one of the recent High Republic comics. Of oh, I have to catch up. just fighting. Is it cool? Does it look good? I it's, have, yeah. I'm, it's, a, I'm it's a few cool. issues behind, so I, I need to catch up. Yeah, well, it's, it's when they go to fight the great uh, progen progenitor. Uh-huh. Like, the, you know, the King Drengear. So yeah. the Jedi and the Huts team up to go and take it down, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Jedi and well, you know that they're not all. I mean, they've worked together before. Like, I mean, obviously this is before right now in the High Republic, but we've seen them. Yeah, sort of. I mean, that was the whole Clone Wars movie was kind of them working to help a Hut out. So yeah, I mean, this is more of a an actual alliance yeah. in the High Republic. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so back to Jim. Yeah, Jim. So. Jimmy. His defeat was orchestr orchestrated by Bunta the Hutt. Okay. 
So the anniversary of his victory became an annual celebrated day known as Bunter's Eve. Bunter's Eve. Is, it, is this ringing a bell yet? Mm, no. Should it? Because the pod race in Phantom Menace is called the Bunter Eve Classic. Oh. So it's like a massive thing this victory 25,000 years ago and you know celebrating wow. the, the actions of Bunter the Hut. Because they don't really, I mean, obviously they don't talk about that in, in Phantom Menace. They just no. say that. So, interesting. Well, hold on. So, when they talk about Bunta's Eve, I, well, that came, that was released before the movie, right? So, this was a thing before the movie? Or did they make uh, it after that name came out they, in the movie? Yeah, they probably linked it in afterwards. Nice. Uh, so, that was 25,000 years ago. Yes. Um, 10,000 years after that, so 15,000 so 15, years ago, okay. the next big historical event I want to talk about is the Hutt Cataclysm. Okay. So the Hutt Empire, massive in size, growing larger over time. So for 10,000 years, it kept, grow- it kept growing and it was still like very much active and still, is it still like the third biggest? Like- yep, and still still very warlike. Okay. Um, but all the clans start turning on each other. Mm-hmm. But results in a civil war. Uh-huh. And during the civil war, their homeworld, the Hut homeworld of Val. Hut world. Hut world of Val <laughs> is basically left inhabitable when a Hut super weapon pulls one of the planet's suns into a black hole and the oh. entire system, as well as numerous Hut colonies, are trashed. And they can't live there anymore. Uh huh. So the Huts eventually find the planet Evocar. Okay. They displace the native Evoki people and take over. They rename it Nau Hutter, which is Glorious Jewel in Huttese. Mm-hmm. As well as the moon, which they rename as Narshada. What does that mean? So all, these names are quite... They should be fairly familiar to a lot of people now. As I mean, Nau Hutter and Narshada have been around for a long time. I think Narshada first turned up in Dark Empire comics. Okay. Very possibly. Um, but that's often known as the Smuggler's Moon. Nashada. Mm-hmm. So it was this civil war that forced the Huts to reflect and let go of their warlike nature. So they adopted a new philosophy of business and manipulation that became known as Kajidic. So that's kind of the name of their philosophy. It's a Huttese word that's literally translated as the means by which we prosper. Okay. And the whole philosophy is summed up by an ancient Huttese saying, which is, someone's got to have it. Why shouldn't it be us? So that's kind of how they live their life now. I don't disagree with that lifestyle. <laughs> but they're all about, you know, um, manipulation and crime and yeah. smuggling and slavery and uh, living yeah, a life of luxury. Not, and... Those are not good things. No. So. Although in Legends, after the Yuzenvong War, the Huts actually returned to a more military state of being kind of as a reaction to be nearly being wiped out by the Vong. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I don't think they were ever particularly nice. Yeah, I mean, conquering or just like smug, you know, doing all sorts of like um, tr- bad things, I guess, like gangster type of stuff. So it's not like they're particularly known to be decent. Well, I guess, well, even with the Alliance right now in High Republic, that's still... That's more out of necessity, like right. It's not like that they're 
decent slugs. Yeah, they're <laughs> watching out for their own skin. Yes, so it, so the Jedi just it's like a you know it's at the moment it's just what they have to team up because it makes sense. So sticking with ancient history now, and this mm-hmm. bit, it, this bit is obscure even for fans of ancient history. So this was what I what I'm about to talk about. I only found out about this recently. Okay. Um, I've been doing a deep dive into the Old Republic video game. So within that game, the same as in loads of video games, you can find various bits of collectibles. They're called like codex, and they will give you a little bit of in-universe lore. There's two and a half thousand of these things that can be found in the game. And there's a two website. and a half thousand? <laughs> yep. And there's a website that's got them all on. And oh, I've been obsessed man. with this website. <laughs> and I've just been looking through them all. And some of them are about galactic history, background on aliens, the characters within the game. There's all sorts there. Uh-huh. So everything I'm about to speak about, I've only found out about recently. But then when I was flicking through all my reference books, doing my notes for this... It's actually not new information. I obviously just hadn't read uh, The Essential Guide to Warfare properly (laughs) and and missed it all. Because up until recently, the whole ancient history of the Star Wars galaxy just wasn't much of an interest to me. Mm -hmm. But over the last couple of years, I've kind of dived into it a little bit more. And there's a a lot to love in there. Anyway, so we are at 12,000 years before Star Wars now. All right. So 3,000 years after the last milestone. After the Hutt Cataclysm. The Cataclysm, yes. So the Supreme Chancellor of the Republic is a guy called Contuspex, but he is secretly the figurehead for a secretive cult called the Pierce Deer, who've been working behind the scenes and finally got the guy that they want to be in charge of the whole Republic. Okay. They're very much a pro-human cult, and they get the Supreme Chancellor to order an invasion of Hut space. Now, this launches what is known as the Pierce Deer Crusades, and these last for a thousand years. Oh, man. As lots of alien species get attacked by the Republic, um, even the Jedi leave the Republic. You know, they can ally themselves. You know, it's a dark time for the Republic. A thousand years is such a long time. Like, it, it, I wonder, it really like, what, when they were writing this these things if they were like really kind of like thinking about the fact that a thousand years is a lot like (laughs) look at how much like in our real world has changed in a thousand years i know it's it's nuts like um (laughs) but to have a whole crusade that lasts for that time and but it's really interesting when you read it in about the psd of crusades it's i'm surprised it's not mentioned more you know yeah the Jedi actively leave the Republic. That's yeah, no, that sounds super interesting. And all of this cool, sort of stuff. For a thousand years, they have left. Yeah. <laughs> but then, if we skip forward another two thousand years on from this, okay. I mean, the reason I talked about that is because uh, the Crusades were started by an invasion into Hut space. Okay, it wasn't a particularly successful invasion, but that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, two thousand years onwards, so we're eight thousand years before Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. things are a bit different again. So the Republic's a force for democracy and good again in the galaxy. Okay. And they elect a Hut as Supreme Chancellor. Whoa! Blotus for Hut was Supreme Chancellor of the Republic. What? Now, now Blotus had his own, you know, his own little mini, successful little mini empire. He'd split from the main Hut empire. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he was a successful businessman. Um, and he was Supreme Chancellor for 275 years. Wait, so he wasn't really a politician. He was just like a, a business slug. And then yeah. so he had just, I guess, obviously he had a good amount of money because HUDs do. And but then... he was also a very good Supreme Chancellor. Um, oh, he was good. There okay. were centuries of prosperity and economic growth to the whole republic. You know, he's, oh, he's fondly right. remembered. <laughs> okay. So um, they've, yeah. they've built a whole massive statue to his achievements as Supreme Chancellor yeah. and stuff. That did not go the way I thought it was going to, based <laughs> on, on real life events. But p- please keep going. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the good guys. Uh-huh. So, there, so there were, so there are good huts. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we're going back to uh, the events of the old Republic video game that I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the Republic Sith War. Mm-hmm. Um, or the First Galactic War, as it's called. The, the Second Galactic War is the one that we all know and love, you know, sequel, uh, prequel to a sequel, prequel to original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, but the First Galactic War, Republic, Sith Empire, the Hutt Empire, although it's now known as the Hutt Cartel, so mostly they're... stayed neutral. Okay. They don't want to get involved at all. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme Mogul of the Cartel, Karaga the Hutt, he decides to kind of fight back after various incursions in Hut space. He decides to fight back against both the Sith and the Republic. Not not a great idea. He died. Mm-hmm. It, it was never going to end well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but his successor, Taboro the Hut, uh, he ended up invading the world of Makeb because it was known for its large deposits of powerful sorry large deposits of a powerful mineral called isotope five mm-hmm. so this this all happens in the rise of a hut cartel which is the second expansion for the old republic video game okay none of that worked out well either and kind of that whole affair led to a considerable decline in the hut cartel's influence throughout the whole galaxy okay so that's as far as i took it in my history notes because that kind of takes us up to the end of the old Republic era. Yeah. There's not much between that and modern times or even high Republic era yeah. onwards. So everything else then, it becomes known history. Does that, make, does that make sense? I really want to focus on the ancient history of yeah. the Huts. Yeah, you I know, mean... Kind of fully formed as a what we see at the end of the old Republic is the same Hut society we see now. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, it's been some time since, but, like, what we've seen in, um, yeah, either in the animated shows or the live action, there's still, it's still the same kind of um, gangster clan type of hut society, and not really much more world building, I guess. I mean... No, still very well focused on the underworld aspect. Yes, underworld. I mean, and, and I guess, like, we don't, since we don't really see them in the after the original trilogy are do you i can't even remember are they mentioned in any of the books post like the original trilogy oh yeah but there's still huts out there oh yeah but Um, like do we know much about what they're doing or how the high republic the the new republic is dealing with them um there's one who i was gonna talk about later which is durga the hut um so there's a whole the novel dark saber deals with 
Durga Bahut. Now, Durga was head of uh, the Saadi clan at the time of the original trilogy. He was mm-hmm. once a Vigo in Shizal's Black Sun. So, mm-hmm. even if you take everything we spoke about, Hudson, you know, the, the gangster mentality, the size of the empire, the fact that he's the head of a clan, but he's a lieutenant for Shizal, mm-hmm. that kind of speaks to a, a reduced state of affairs within her empire, you know, they sh- shouldn't be working for some- somebody else. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he survives past Black Sun, and the novel Dark Saber is all about him basically building the galaxy's most useless super weapon. So <laughs> he manages to get some Death Star plans and build like a streamlined Death Star laser, you know, and it's it looks like a massive lightsaber. Uh huh. But he did it on the cheap, and it blew up at first time. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you know, but, but yeah, they they have popped up here and there in various stories, but that we've never... Post-original trilogy, there's never really a spotlight on society or anything like that. I think even before a lot of these reference books, the closest we got was the Han Solo trilogy by A.C. Crispin. That mm-hmm. kind of gave us a lot of new information about huts at the time that was those were the books that said they were hermaphroditic hermaphrodites and introduced a lot of new characters around jabber and stuff like that wait did they actually i mean did they actually say they were hermaphrodites or are they able to just switch their gender or your you know obviously that's because those would be two different things that just in case anyone out there is um I don't want to be, you know, offensive or anything like that to anyone. So I just want to be clear about how they are described. So I had, I had to look this up. So I, I dragged um So when I do my research for the show, let's pop this out, point this out. I only ever go to the work as a last resort. Yeah. So next to me right now, because I haven't tidied my books away yet, are the Star Wars Encyclopedia, the Essential Chronology, the Essential Guide to Warfare, the yeah. uh, Star Wars Fact Files, and the Han Solo Trilogy by O.C. Crispin. The encyclopedia states they are hermaphrodites okay. owning both male and female okay. organs. Okay. In the books, it obviously it um, it doesn't go into a, a a lot of detail, but it says that Jabba's cousin Gilliac was Lord Gilliac, but then became Lady Gilliac, and mm-hmm. she had swapped her gender around because she was at that stage that she wanted to give birth. Okay. Okay. Does that clarify things? I mean, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, <laughs> just wanted to be clear about that we're not just throwing terms around that that is sort of like what they were, yes. that they are referred to as. Um, yes, absolutely. This and is they... all medical fact. About <laughs> <us>. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, yeah. So going a little bit back on to uh, just what happens after the original trilogy, because I, I, I'm just, I was just trying to remember with some of the newer novels if they if they mention Hudson, the only thing that I can remember, right, was when, um, I think this was in the Aftermath series, right, where um, Leia, she was just regarded, she was called, like, the Hud Slayer, right? So, yes. And so, like, that's her her new title, which is kind of badass, but that's sort of, like, the only kind of, like, mention that I can even remember of Hudson, how people are like, yeah, you are, like, the Hud Slayer, and there's, like, that video of her killing Jabba and then that is sort of, sort of like circling around in the galaxy of people sort of like oh wow like she's awesome because people don't necessarily like the huts well yeah I mean since we're talking about you know the, the famous huts so the one yeah 
post the one post original trilogy hut that pops up a lot and one of my personal favorites mm-hmm, my personal favorite hut is grabala from a lego stuff from a freemaker adventures he uh, he's in this new lego terrifying tales um he's just brilliant he's just funny he's a great character he's kind of a businessman but just not very good he's got some stupid ass henchmen and <laughs> grabala so the hut yeah it's ridiculous but you know, the most prominent hut that I can think of post-original trilogy comes from a Lego cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. what Do we know more stuff about Grabala? Or um, what are some of the other famous huts you have in there? So, obviously, we've got Jabba. Um, of course. I don't think we need to talk about Jabba too much. You know, he's a massive crime lord. He's head of his clan. Um, there was, I found a really interesting quote from one of the early West End Games uh, source books. I think this was Galaxy Guide number four, Mm -hmm. which is to do with Return of the Jedi. So again, predating any of the Legends books, predating Thrawn, all of that sort of stuff. It was was obviously supposed to have been maybe the only hut by this point. Uh Uh-huh. But the quote says that it was once thought that Jabba was behind every unsolved crime of the last 20 years before his death. Think about how ridiculous that is in a galaxy. Yeah. One person could be behind every... One slug could be behind every unsolved crime. Wow. I mean... Obviously now there's loads of different crime syndicates and gangs and... Yeah. It's it's unlikely. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe when it was... Uh, I don't... Well, no, not even when it was that uh, that actor uh, <laughs> played him in that one deleted clip. From the original yeah. uh, Declan Mulholland. Um. Yes. And uh, was uh, so not the latest issue of a Star Wars comic, uh, 2020 run of a Star Wars comic. I think the issue before, they've used his likeness as one of the guys in a rebel fleet. Really? As, as an Easter egg. That uh, he was he was Irish, right? I think. Um, so this Irish yeah. Irish uh, actor or this, this Irish gangster in, yeah. in Star Wars was the original Java. Um, but then we touched on, upon it briefly earlier. Jabba's son. Yeah. Rotter the Hut. What happened to him? So I, I had to look this up. Yeah. Because we, he got kidnapped by Ventress and rescued by Anakin and Ahsoka in the Clone Wars cartoon. He wasn't fondly received by the fandom as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and was never heard of again. There's one reference to him after that, which is from a young reader's book called Darth Maul Shadow Conspiracy, uh-huh. which kind of um, adapts a couple of the episodes of Maul trying to take over the uh, underworld and everything. And it basically just says that Jabba sent Rotter to Nal Hutter for safety. And he's That's never it. heard of. That's it. And his name is never mentioned in any book ever again. I have an idea. Okay, go. Uh, he comes back in the new uh, Boba Fett series to take over. Rotter. Yeah, he comes comes back to Tatooine to take over his father's uh, take back his father's like empire. So let's see. He would be. So I think he was supposed to be. 10 years old? Uh, there is a Legends fact that mm-hmm. the reason that Rotter wasn't in Jabba's pouch 
during this time yeah was because he wanted his son to experience the galaxy as it was okay um but yeah so i think he was 10 when he was kidnapped so that was what 20 22 bby so so born in 32 bby plus nine so he'd be 41 that's still a very very young hut if he comes back in the book of Boba Fett. So maybe he's, you know, he's slimmer and uh, he's <laughs> fit. He's like, you know, he's like a teenager. So he's... I'm, I'm sure that's going to be like two years old in human years. <laughs> I... Well, then maybe he fights against uh, Grogu. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a Grogu-Grogu fight? Like, why not? <laughs> Can you imagine the uh, merchandise? I mean... <laughs> That would be genius, really, from like Disney's part. <laughs> Let's bring this guy back and have this little, this little slug fight this little green elf thing. <laughs> and uh, but no, but it, it it would it could make sense like, to have like a, you yeah, know he wants to avenge his dad. Yeah, story wise, it would make sense. Or like but he never he really did. felt like loved by his father. And but this is kind of like you know I'm gonna do what you were not able to, and I'm gonna like take over this and expand the the huts to like a new level le- like level of hutdom. I don't know. Um, hutdom. Yeah, but you know, like it it could be an interesting twist because obviously we I mean we have no idea where this the book of Boba Fett is gonna go with their story, but and I think the I think the technology at the point they could do a hut now. They could do a hut. They, you know, they they couldn't really do it when they put him back into episode four. No, <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't really do it when they redid the one in episode four. Yes. they couldn't really do it in Phantom Menace, but maybe now they could. Yeah, yeah, or just go back to plain old animatronics and and like you know. What I know. I want to see a hut that moves. <laughs> I want to see a hut that beats things up with its tail and. Yeah, sure. That's, that's that's why it's a younger hut. Yeah, can like it's it's slimmer and strong. It's got like a like a twelve pack. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the next one we'll talk about is Jabba's dad. So we're talking mm. about his son. Let's talk about Jabba's dad. Okay. So Zorba the Hut. Zorba. Zorba. Okay. So he first appears in. I know we've spoke about this before. So the Jedi Prince series. Mm-hmm. So. Jedi Prince, a couple of six really young reader books involving Palpatine's fake son, his real son, maybe, who's Trioculus, uh, prophet of the dark side. Um, But in Zorba the Hutt's revenge, the Imperials release him from prison, and he wants revenge on Leia for killing her son. Oh. Killing killing his son. Sorry, not her son. Killing his son. Um, But there's a Holonet News article... And I rave about these all the time. Mm-hmm. So the Holonet news stuff that came out before episode two actually has the news story on Zorba getting sentenced that leads us into that book oh, years later. Oh, nice. And also, he's got a kick-ass Jack Sparrow beard. Does he? <laughs> he is a hut with a beard. So he has hair. He has hair. And he has those little tassels in it, you know, like, uh-huh. like pirates no, did. I, I get it, yeah. L- little beard dreads. Uh-huh. Interesting. We'll have to. So I assume you have a picture of this that we can share. Yeah, I'll uh, take. We'll we'll put that up on Discord as our teaser for this yeah, episode. Yes, let's do that. And um, so and it, hopefully no one gets too excited. But we're just going to talk about the Jedi Prince series because no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so so we got and then there's also his uh, his brother, right? 
Zero. Java's uncle. Yes. So he, yeah, he was from the Clone Wars. Uh, I didn't put him down in my list. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten all about Zero. I so, forget about Jose, Zero. Jose, why don't you tell us a bit about Zero? He had a particular <laughs> way of talking. So who who was he meant to be based on? Was it um Capote? Yeah. Yeah. So Capote, yeah. So, um, uh, I mean, I don't really know much more about him. He just had all, all, all these tattoos, right? Like all this like... Yeah, and he was purple. He, he was purple. He had, and he spoke um, basic, which was very interesting to me because before that, I just assumed that perhaps Hutt's. Actually, this was, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about this too, but, you know, we never see Java speaking English. And I just ah, assumed no, that but, it was a little bit like Chewbacca, where like maybe they Java can't. Java can. Java can speak basic. He, and I'm he sure. He chooses that, not to. Yes, I'm sure the only person who's ever kind of who's ever not forced him to, but Jabba shows enough deference to is Vader. Hmm. I think that's the only time he spoke basic is when Vader's confronting him. Wait, when is that? I think that's in the, the first arcs of a 2015 Star Wars and Vader comics. Okay. Okay. I think, um, you know, Vader and Jabba have had a few run-ins over the years. Uh, well, yeah. Again, that makes sense. From and Anakin saved his son after all. <laughs> but also from Anakin's point of view, Jabba's a slaver, and mm. you know, considering Anakin's background, so Anakin was once owned by Gardula the Hutt. Yeah, Gardula was the head of a Basadi clan back in uh, prequel trilogy time, so she was next to Jabba at the pod race, mm-hmm. which is odd that they're heads of rival clans. But you know, I'm sure they were just betting whatever and that's probably the most famous thing that she's most famous for is once owning Shmi and Anakin before selling them to Watto mm-hmm. um, so, but she, even though she was head of a rival clan she actually ended up serving as Jabba's representative back on Nalhutta so at some mm-hmm. point her fortunes took a dive and she ended up as Jabba's lackey as well yeah uh, next one I want to talk about is, is really cool which is I'm sure I mentioned him earlier is Gracchus for Hutt Yes. So, so this is the first time we ever saw a really beefy hut. So he's been in a load of Marvel series. So Darth Maul, uh, 2015 Star Wars around and Poe Dameron. He was even mentioned in High Republic Adventures recently in one of the data sheets. But he's a really jacked hut with pecs and muscles and robot legs. I love what we're seeing now is a lot more different interpretations of what huts can be. Yeah, yeah. Even in the, the High Republic comic, we're getting some really distinct characters. Yeah. There was a Hut Jedi. I'll... So, okay. Yep. Beldorian the Hut. Beldorian. So, mm-hmm. he was a Hut Jedi that fell to the dark side, and he was one of the antagonists in the Legends book Planet of Twilight. Interesting. And then the last one I've got on my list from the recent thing, Star Wars Visions, is. Emo Rockstar Hut. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know his name. Yes. With his, his little... I mean, he also had hair there, so... And, a, and a, what was it? An eyebrow ring? Uh-huh. And the little tiny, like, sunglasses. But that was literally my, my reaction to that episode was, when are we going to get that Funko? <laughs> that would be a fun one. Yeah. He was... Yeah, he was an interest. He, he, did, not, he did not care... For well, he's well, he's a son of Jabba, right? 
What? I think in the in the in the vision story, isn't he Java's son or no? It, it, I, I I don't know. I, I don't... think so. I think that Java. I mean, maybe I need to rewatch it. But I I thought that that's why Java wanted him to kind of like you know grow up in his footsteps. And then... oh, was it a whole disapproving parents? Thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he just wanted that music to... down. Yeah, he just wanted to rock out, you know. So I just imagine Jabba banging on the walls. Saying, this could totally down. This could totally be Rado. Like that's what he grew up to... to be. Okay, we don't do this often on the show, but I'm wookieing this right now. Yeah. While you do that, while you <laughs> I mean, do it that, didn't, this it didn't is say it when I. When I Googled I'm, Rotter yesterday. I'm, I may have just assumed that. but it, So while you're doing that, I'm going to tell, tell you a little bit more about Zero. Zero okay. was born to Mama and Papa. I guess those are the names of, of Jabba and Zero's parents. Uh, okay. He had two... He well, had no, two because we know Jabba's dad is Oh, Zorba. there we go. And then Mama. <laughs> and he had two siblings, Jabba. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, no, because Zero is Jabba's uncle, so sorry. Um, yes, I didn't so, think there were siblings. I thought he was yes, second cousin sorry, or something. Sorry, sorry. So, um, so Jabba's grandparents were Mama and Papa. Uh, so Zero had two siblings, Jabba and another brother, Ebor. Okay. During during his life, this is this is gonna be a fun one. Zero had an affair with Sai Snoodles. Um, yes, I remember this. Yeah, like there was some sort of star-crossed lover thing, mm-hmm. and she was not happy about it. Yeah, I think I mean they do show that in the show, right? So uh, yeah, so they had then uh, Zero ended the affair and went to Coruscant, and there's where that's because yeah, because he was based out of Coruscant on that in that nightclub, and that's where that's why he's all like with the yellow tattoos and whatever. And he also had a son named Hero. Hero? Mm-hmm. H-I-R-R-O. So Zero Hero the Hut. Hero the Hut. What happened but with Hero? It? I don't know what happened with Hero. So I hate to break it to you, but it wasn't Jabba's son. Ah, it would have been it's, cool. It's a, a hut called Giza. Giza. Oh, yeah. They, they do say, they, they, they did say his name in the, well. So, well, and Jabba placed a bounty on him because he, wanted to go rock out and not join the clan so yeah so it's like all 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 huts need to join the clan or they they'll be killed i guess apparently or maybe they just don't like rock music mm-hmm. hero maybe if he'd gone off to be a violinist it would have been fine <laughs> right so hero was first created for star wars galaxy's edge so zero's son hero was made for galaxy's edge i've, I've not seen a hut Galaxy's Edge. Not that I've been to Galaxy's Edge, but I've, in any of the stuff I've seen, I've not seen a hut. Yep. He is in there. Apparently, he has a talk show. Wait, hold on. Uh, a yeah, talk show? He, he has a talk show called The Hut Hour. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> the Hut Hour. <laughs> um, in Black Spire Outpost. So okay. that's where Zero's son Hero is. Hero's uh, Power Hour. Yeah, he has his Hut Hour. And he, uh, maybe, maybe he could be playing Geezer's music. <laughs> and it all comes around, man. Yes. So, so yeah, I think, I think that covers a well-known, um, uh, huts and some. Yep. I think so. Well, what about, I mean, this has all been pretty batshit crazy already, I think. 
So, I mean, <laughs> I, I think the hot hour is probably would be the most batshit crazy thing for a hot episode. But do you have something else to bring up in this section of our show? I mean, for anyone who wants some really, really random comics, just check out the old Dark Horse Jabba the Hutt comics. There's like one graphic novel and one offshoot. And they're, they're very much in the vein of the droids comics as well. So they are aimed at younger readers, but mm-hmm. they're, they're all over the place. Really? I'd love the, an animated series of that. Actually, I mean, the, adventures. The Visions episode with that we were just talking about, that's also pretty batshit crazy for Yeah, for, that is for this. that is insane. Because like <laughs> I mean that everything about that episode qualifies as that. I mean, even more so than maybe some of your other batshit crazy like selections. Yeah, and that's, come that's on. possibly that's probably my favorite episode of Visions as well. It's fun. I mean it's weird because I didn't even I mean, I I guess it it just sounded like normal rock music, but I wasn't. Yeah, the music's I, all right. Yeah, the music's not bad. <laughs> yeah, so you know, a Jedi rocker with uh, <laughs> dr- two droids and a and a hut, and I think that was no, they with opened, a flame guitar, flame guitar, of course, yeah, and you know, and their sponsor being Jabba. Yeah, I mean, what's a rock band without Pyro? Wow, exactly. <laughs> and I love Boba Fett in that as well. I love that he's like just this short dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that depiction of him. Yeah, I that's I I was I mean that's just obviously the the drawn animation style in there that because even the I think they're meant to be adults. Um, yeah, and like yeah. the the Jedi dude, but they because of how they're drawn, they all just look like kids still. So yeah, tiny little Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. He looked very cute. What, though, as as far as hours go, this one has flown by. It's been an hour already. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, you know, when you talk about huts, I guess that's, <laughs> that's what happens. This has been the hut hour uh, from the Star Wars archives. If for some reason, I must, I might as well keep on going with the with the outro. Yeah, go for it. Uh, if for some reason you haven't yet, make sure to join our Discord, where we have a very active community there, sharing their thoughts on the latest episode of whatever show on Disney Plus, reading along to the newest book release, selling their books and collectibles, and sharing their artwork and fanfic. Most importantly, that is where you can get the latest news and discuss anything Star Wars archives. If you have not joined, just head on over to utini.com/discord and click. The join now button on that page and that is where Trev will drop some pictures of whatever random stuff he's been talking about today and I also Mostly have a few Zorba myself <laughs> yeah Zorba and I also have um, a, a picture of uh, Ralph McQuarrie's uh, early sketch of uh, of Jabba the Hutt um, oh, which, which was uh, repurposed uh, to create what's uh, from the Clone Wars was or no from Rebels uh the species, uh, uh, what is it? The Jablogian species. Okay. So it's just like this, like double chinned, um, alien species. He's uh, red in the in the Rebels series. So, anyways, I'll share that picture because you seem also very confused about that right now. <laughs> yes. I see you're trying to remember <laughs> what that looks what like, but about. I have the picture <laughs> and I'll have, yeah, so so I'll share that on Discord. So so go to Discord uh, or com slash Discord and join if you haven't and make sure to check out our channel to see these random pictures that I'm talking about right now. Trev, besides being on Discord, where can people find you? So I am at Davy Todd on Twitter. And there you go. And I am 
djoxi or at djoxi on twitter that is t-h-e-j-o-x-i-i-i and well thank you trev for sharing all your hut hut knowledge with me today thank you thank you to all of our patrons members for supporting us and making this show possible and thank you listeners for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything star wars and with that i can now say hut out There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.